Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The election has been called. The election has been called. Things are about to kick off. Eric, Eric O'Toole. To the journalists in the room. Just Justin Trudeau. This pandemic. After months of speculation. The federal election. Now is not the time for an election. Buckle up and get ready to ride the pandemic election roller coaster. So, Jesse. Uh, oh, hi. Hi. This is, this is you, keep ele- forget, you keep forgetting to introduce. This is election coverage. Election coverage. This is election coverage. This is a follow-up to the last episode because I had loads of research I did, but we went, Jesse ranted for 30 minutes. I did. I was very excited So we're going to come back and cover some of the notes. Caffeine is my friend. Also, I wanted to follow up. I was thinking about what you said about how pointless it is voting. I mean, it really, I was thinking about, yeah, I mean, like, through my experience, yeah, like, it's... It, it, it just like it seems like politicians are going to do whatever the fuck they want anyway, as long as they get in. I, so I was trying to crystallize my own rant, okay. my own thoughts. Yeah, on please. This. So, I, I, I've called. I've come up with a term for it. I call it the progression engine, which makes it sound way more smarter than it actually is. <laughs> okay. So you know, um, popular revolution. I mean, it kind of sounds like the progressive conservatives. No, it's just called the progression engine. Okay. The reason they put progressive conservatives, which is actually I'd, I'd like to think called the aggressive how, how conservatives. I think they'd be the a lot funnier. Yeah. <laughs> which in his name, the progressive conservatives makes me laugh because they want to progress and they want to conserve. So they, they're pulling each other apart. <laughs> they're going to snap in the middle. Anyway, um, so popular revolutions are like a crash diet. You think Don't, like... Sorry, say that again? Popular revolutions. So Pop, say, oh. say the government, like they go on, they burn all the tanks and they overthrow the government and then some some new leader, like a general or some kind of uh, protest leader becomes the new president. 
immediate massive social change. Okay. But within a few generations of those revolutions, people people in power get cozy and the system goes back to where it was where there's a lot of self-interest. You look at a lot of popular revolutions where... I don't this, look at a lot of popular revolutions. This is going to be a utopia. We're going to change everything. And then you get a generation later and those people who were young, dashing kind of leaders of revolution are now middle-aged and old and out of touch with the youth. And it's just the thing that happens where, you know, you have that big crash diet and, and you get lots of people being overthrown. And it's kind of like, the way it says, it's kind of like a crash diet where um, you make sudden, people people who go on crash diet, as someone who's crash dieted multiple times, you go on a crash diet. You've crash dieted? Once or twice. What is a crash diet? Where suddenly you just go, right, I'm changing everything right now. Oh, And okay. then you always yeah, crash yeah, yeah. back because it's unsustainable. You go, I'm, going to, I'm not going to be anything for three weeks. I'm just going to drink water and I'm just going to lick an apple for three weeks. So, so that's like I, a, have, I actually have, a, I, I have an example that happened to me exactly like that, but like kind, kind of exactly like that because I feel like I have a little more willpower. Like two months ago, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm too unhealthy. This has been a shit winter. And I'm like, I'm just, I know everything that I need to do. Yeah. I just need to pull the trigger. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. And I, I stopped drinking. I uh, quit sugar. I started intermittent fasting. And I went on the ketogenic diet all, all at once. And in two months, I lost 23 pounds. <laughs> but I felt great. And then my, my friend had a small get together. And she was like, Jesse, there's going to be pizza, and there's going to be brownies, and there's going to be cheesecake, and there's going to be lemon tarts, and there's going to be cookies. And I showed up, and I just went nuts. I ate everything. And and then the next day, I sat down and got a jumbo box of Lucky Charms and poured it into a mixing bowl and just ate that after eating a cheeseburger exactly. Domino pizza. And I just, it was the greatest fucking weekend. And then I'm like, you know what, yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm done, I'm done, and I'm back on the keto diet now. And I feel like, okay, you know what, if I can do that every two months. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of extreme sudden change can be, can shock the system and it can make a lot of people uncomfortable. The idea of a big revolution where everything changes, mm-hmm. government is swept out, they restructure how government is made. You know, that can cause a lot of, the backlash of that in people's lives can be quite dramatic. It can cause, you know, in some cases you have revolutions and agriculture is reformed and it causes mass starvation because um, they make big decisions about how they're going to reform society. And it just, it can be messy sometimes. Sure. But whereas kind of uh, democracy like we live in, is much more like if you're dieting, but you gradually change things in your life in a in a way that is is, is changing your behavior and your habit over time, so it becomes um, much more sustainable. So you go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk every day. This uh, and I'm gonna try and walk every day. Oh, slow growth you, is you know, the way to success. Exactly. So yeah. that, that's long term. So so yeah. so I kind of like think that whereas revolutions are sometimes warranted, like overthrowing a, a horrible dictator or something. Sure. Um, at, in our society, you imagine if there was, if somebody overthrew how, the whole system of government in Canada, it would cause a lot of chaos for years. Yes. To, you know, I agree. Without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, without yeah a for doubt. sure, yeah. Maybe Canada would break apart into different smaller countries. Right. People would see it as, like maybe Quebec would see it as an opportunity to go, well, we don't know about this. We're just going to do our own thing. Thank you very much. You know, the, 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 maybe the West mm-hmm. would do the same thing. So whereas with democracy, what you have is this constant, if people are engaged with, and this is only, this is not me saying the system is perfect. This is me saying that if the de- democratic model we've got, people are engaged, they're listening to the issues. Are they though? That, no, no, but this is if. Oh. This is, <laughs> the reason people need to vote is that what you have is a constant 
turnover of moving forward. You look at how society has moved forward over the last hundred years, thousand years in terms of um, uh, moving towards equality and and kind of acceptance mm. and participation in everything. You look so if people participate and they vote in good candidates. Over time, you have this long, gradual change where the old way of doing things is gradually eroded by new ideas and new people. And you have to participate and you have to have good candidates and you have to hold bad candidates. You have to hold their feet over the fire every election and you have to drive that. And what you'll have is that gradual change and move forward. Society will keep moving forward. It won't be that immediate fix everything thing. But over time, you will grind your way forward yeah um, and, but, but everyone has to participate yeah everyone and you have to field good candidates and trend promoters so that you have people who give a shit and when those candidates inevitably get bogged down by self-interest which will happen you think if we, when you're 20 if yeah. you're idealistic by the time you get a 60 and you've, you've maybe been around power or in power you can be a very different person as long as you're able to kick those people out and replace them with new people or make them feel like they have to work for their jobs reese the problem with this ideology is that it will never fucking happen okay. <laughs> but it does happen sometimes in history there are some some there are moments in democracies where people... and not only not only that but just to, to interject hypothetically let's say that does happen and what you're saying is you're getting everyone involved in the voting process not just voting but getting involved in politics and you're getting ideological uh candidates who are coming in who are bright-eyed bushy-tailed and want to make a difference if the system that is currently in place doesn't change then these everyone will revert to how the system is broken and the system is is um geared towards corruption it's it's geared towards an old way of doing things that doesn't fucking work anymore okay and it's just like if the system doesn't change then these new people can come in but if the system doesn't change then they'll just get sucked into the system itself but, it, but there's one thing that can happen that everyone turns out to vote because at the moment there's a sizable chunk of people. More people don't vote than who vote for the person who wins. Of course, yeah. So the one way to hack the system is to use it as it's supposed to be used. But it's broken. It's I'm not saying. broken. The reason it's broken is because people aren't participating. If everyone... No, that's not why it's broken. If everyone turned out, they would instantly... Think about it. There is a, 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 there is a party hypothetically that could exist that nobody votes for what is the name what is the name of is it bipartisan voting where everyone's vote counts instead of everyone every county's vote counts like what is the name it's is uh, that what it's, it's called? It's just the, how they count the votes. So it's not first past the post. It's it's basically um they tally up second choices and third choices so that you you go I definitely want that person. If he can't win then maybe this one. Or if uh, if she can't win then that one. So that's yes it's like it's where if if twenty percent of the population of Canada voted for a specific person to be prime minister, then that 20% counts as 20%, not, you know what I mean? Like, is that... Yeah, it's not winner takes all. Right. So yeah, yeah. that was going to be implemented if Justin Trudeau had gotten elected, is what he promised. Yeah, he was yeah. going to implement that. And then he got elected, and you know what he didn't do? That. He did not do that. Why? Because he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't want that. It's not... if Because he, he realized that if he got that, he would be bumped out the next election. But the only, the only way to make that happen is for everyone to turn out and to vote for a party that will do it because they'll benefit from it. Okay, so we have nothing in place in our current system that will... If a, if a, if a party promises something and they don't at least attempt 
their promises. There's nothing other than we might not get elected that holds their feet to the fire right now. Nothing. It's all promises. And we just hope they do it. That's it. There's no, but there's that's it. no consequences it to them to not be, doing it. It doesn't have to be like that. If people were more, more choicey with their votes, so they were like, no, I, I don't want to. It doesn't matter. There's nothing in place saying that like there's no consequences to a party not doing what they said they're going to do. Nothing. There's nothing. Like we just hope they will. We just well, hope they will do what they say they're they going to do. They just get kicked out. Yeah, but you the next party does out. the same thing. The next party does whatever the fuck they want. But and so on and so on. And so they just get replaced by more people promising false promises. Do you know why? Do you know whatever why the fuck they want to do. And if they don't do what their promises, they get kicked out. And the next party comes in with their <laughs> false promises and they do whatever the fuck they want to do. This has been happening for fucking decades. But they get away with it because people choose not to participate with the system. They get away with it because people are like, there's no point in voting. What difference does it make? So what they, it, they feed off that because they're like, well, okay, I can, Reese, I can literally on. do anything me, I want. Tell me what would happen if 100% of Canada voted for parties that still did whatever the fuck they wanted once they got in and didn't do anything they well, promised. Well, have, How would that change What anything? you would have, though, is a huge... The people who do vote are quite tribal or tend... You know, there, there, there's a... There's a, a lot of the parties have a mass of people who will always vote for them. And then there's a bunch of swing voters yeah, yeah. or people who don't vote, but you want them to come out to vote specifically for you, which which happens. So in the US, it's not usually a swing to the left or the right is who turns up to vote that day. Okay, yeah. So you look at um, you look at the system from the point of view of if if 100 percent of people voted then that's a hell of a lot of swing voters. You're talking maybe 40% of the vote being swing voters who've never voted for another party before. Okay. So if you have swing voters who are up for grabs by anyone, that will terrify the people uh, who, are, who are doing it. And if you know that... that, that no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about once they get in. But once they get in, if you know... They can that, do whatever the fuck they want. But those swing voters then With will, no consequence. So those swing voters then can punish you at the next election. Yeah. So if they are... So you can have governments... But again, they can punish you at the next election. But like this happens. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but you've, I don't, got, I no don't, you've got a point. You've got a point. That's because the thing point, is, is yeah. that if because then you have if you have engaged that a lot of the reason that governments get away without doing without, so you're saying the reason uh, they get okay, away right. with it yeah. is because people aren't participating and and they know they can rely on a certain they get no as long as thirty five percent right. of the population for thirty five to forty percent of the population turn out for me or thirty five right. to forty percent of the population of, of the voting age people right. who are relevant turn out. But they, they, that, no, that's, that's okay. how it works. I see, no, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. No, that's interesting. So they, don't forget, though, that's 35 to 40% of probably about 60% of the people who can vote. So only yeah. a, so you realize okay. that right. society, right. is, society is being guided by a very small group of people who choose to vote. So if they know that they're going to... Right, yeah. So okay. it's not representative. I feel kind of bad. Because this is a comedy show, and we've been like, I've just. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a comedy yeah, I show. I haven't even got some But anyway, that's, what my, that's my, my, my idea I came up with. The progression engine is that. We should, you, we, should, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning. I know, no comedy in this. No comedy in this no. episode. Just. But the idea is you just constantly grind forward through these elections and it's going to look messy and gradual yeah. but it but it's never it's it's the alternative is sudden we can get dramatic more, change okay all right yeah no that's i mean that's interesting all right yeah i just wanted to put I no no you've got it no you've got a point you actually make a point that's i mean you know math <laughs> yeah but that's it right? is that you can if we can get it yeah if we get more people involved in the voting process that means we'll get more swing voters which means that the politicians who do get voted in will not feel as secure in their positions as the current ones do exactly 
Hello, I'm Chris Locke. I'm James Hartnett. And I'm Michael Balazzo. And we're the hosts of comedy podcast, Evil Men. It's a podcast where comedians, us, joke around about different bad guys, rude dudes, and sometimes murderers. Yeah, we might talk about a horrible person like Jeffrey Dahmer. A depraved maniac from ancient Rome like Caligula. Or even sometimes a mean cartoon character like Gargamel. Because the things he did to the Smurfs were just awful. Yeah, we talk about all these things, but most of the time we're joking, you understand? Or comedians. We're foolish by nature. Catch us on the Sonar Network and download us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Everardo Ramirez. I'm a comedian. I know. And I want to tell you about my new podcast. I know. It's called Public Access Podcast. It's a limited comedy anthology series out now on the Sonar Network. Each episode is a completely new show from a fictional public access channel. It's a limited series with only 10 episodes, so you don't have to worry about this thing downloading on your phone every week for the rest of your life. Plus, it has some of my funniest friends on it, like Mark Little, Nick Nemiroff, Meg McKay, Mikey Kohlberg, and some others. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts, okay? You know how to find it. I don't even have to tell you. If you're listening to this right now, then you know how to find a podcast. Just look for Public Access Podcast. So what you've got to do is people complain. The reason they don't listen is because they don't feel like they have to. Hmm. So as if you make them scared of their own job and genuinely feel like they have to work to make their job continue, they will. They're like anybody else. I can't believe you changed my mind on this. That's actually... Thank you very much. Wow. No, that's... I thought about that while I was in the shower. No, that's good. <laughs> I can't believe... I like you think of... about me while you're in the shower, Reese. <laughs> I think about you not voting while I'm in the shower. Yeah, whatever does it for you, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Well, that was it. I, I had I had some of the um, I had some facts about elections, but this is this is more fun. Um, yeah. Well, Just, do you want to call? Do you want to call this up? We started this episode because I ranted too much in the last episode, and you wanted to talk about what you had planned for the last episode. In this episode, in this episode, I ended up just ranting again for no, no, no. I, I counter-ranted, and and you did, yeah, and, yeah. and we 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 had a breakthrough moment. We did have a breakthrough moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to end this episode and then talk about what you had planned to talk about in the next episode? Yeah, I think yeah, this is fine. It was just. <laughs> Prince Edward Island tends to have the highest turnout rates in the country in both provincial and federal elections. Let's do the next episode. So we'll give it more content. We'll just do it. I, I can probably just shoehorn on this at the end. The lowest just turnout of any province. It? It's going to be a long episode. Alberta's got the lowest turnout. Alberta? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Even lower than none of it. That's surprising. What? Yeah. No. Oh, no, sorry. The turnout is even often even lower in, in none of it. 39%. Often lower in yeah. of it so than that's BC. So, so think about well, none it. of it is i mean none of it's really tiny man like, yeah but think like population wise okay well take alberta so 52 percent of people turned out to vote in 2011 52 52 percent of people that's pretty fucking good that's really low i thought it was like 35 in well, prince edward island 74 percent of people turn out that's really good so you think about it if 
if you won by 50 percent hmm. if you if you actually the, if you won 40 percent of the vote that's 40 percent of 52 percent of people who could yeah, vote. yeah still not a lot of people yeah compared to, to all the kids who can't vote mm-hmm. um you realize that only a tiny percentage of the population gets to just make all the decisions for everybody else it's such a weird catch-22 whereas the current system is broken and I think me and a lot of people can agree on this, that it is it, it needs... You can agree a, with yourself. You can agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with myself. Thank I you. can agree with me on this. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know who else agrees? Me. The system is broken, which is why a lot of people aren't voting. Because, like, why do I want to be involved in a system that is clearly broken? I don't think it's broken. It's just not... People don't use it. It's not... It's, it's people not aren't updated. using it the way it's supposed to be used. Yeah, well, and this is where the catch-22 is, is, is the way you're talking about it, which I, I, I now agree with, is... In order to fix the broken system, they have to be involved in the system. They have to. Yeah. So which is really like, why should I vote in a system that is broken and clearly not working or benefiting very many people at all? But if I do vote and everyone I fucking know votes, that will allow us to then fix the system that I don't want to be involved in because it's currently broken. And when <laughs> and when and when inevitably those those uh, people you vote in who you want to change things become. Uh, bogged down by self-interest because this is inevitable you get you it get is, power yeah people come to you within within a few years you'd have to be very very few people would be able to avoid that and stay the course on their beliefs and yeah, yeah and no, make those decisions and yeah, things yeah. so so um then you just you that's the great thing about democracy is you just change them and you get a new, you constantly have this new drive of people coming in that's the whole point is that there's no permanence you don't have to have to sa- be satisfied with the leadership you've got You've got the ability to change and stand for yourself or help select and support the people you do want to. Yeah. Just people just have gotten the mindset. Here's, here's the change. They, here's don't, the, they don't have that choice. Here's the change that I'm going to put out into the uh, into the ether right now. Jugmeet Singh, we love you. You're doing a great job. He's in Halifax right now. Quit with the attack ads, man. Just knock it off, okay? <laughs> Fucking stop with the attack. Like, seriously, it's childish. Don't do it anymore. You can stand on your own two feet with what you believe in. That's great. Knock off the, the attack ads, man. Nobody wants them. That's it. There's not going to change. Attack that's, ads. that's my change. I yeah, hate but attack. The, that, attack ads are so stupid, man. They're yeah. so fucking dumb. Vote for me because you shouldn't vote for him. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is it's childish. It is childish. And it doesn't work. It, well, we, we covered this. It's like going to... Yeah, we've covered this before. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a Toyota and you go to the Toyota dealership and all the Toyota dealer, dealer talks about is how shit Nissan's are. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what about this car? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, not Nissan. Look, look at that. Look how crap. Look at that. Look at the color choice. Oh, they're rubbish. Who would want to drive in a car that color? Uh, yeah, but what about this? No, no, no. You don't, uh, you don't want me to tell you about this car. What you want me to do is tell you about the car you shouldn't buy. Right? Yeah. It is It is backwards. And that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of... The problem is is that a lot of people within political parties work their way up. The, the, the thing I hate about a lot of political parties is... There are people who have never worked in the real world or experienced the real world outside of, um, obviously they live and they, they're a neighbor and everything else, but in terms of their work and, and um, they've never been outside of politics. And I, I think right. that, that can, that, that's, that's not a good... No, it's not. In the UK, there's this huge political class and like, you know, they, 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 it's a bubble essentially where a lot of what they, what they worry about and what their priorities are so different from, from everybody else. Mm. And... And and I think that people people sometimes become so uh, removed from reality and why people what people care about and why they care about it that they then rely on things like focus groups and statistics and and you know they and then you get these attack ads because they're like oh we need to point this out and and you get people who don't have a grand vision for how many well, I mean, people, how many people have said I'm, to you about a yeah. grand vision for society. I don't know. 
not many. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. So after World War Two, like you had. Um, uh, this is an intensely long episode. This is int- <laughs> after World War Two. You you. The people wanted to build a society fit for heroes, which is where the NHS, they were like, you know, we've all fought in this war, you're all heroes, we need to build a society that is fit for everyone who's, you know, we've been through all this hardship, let's come together and build something great. And the NHS, you know, the National Health Service was created in 1945 and was an I, I, don't know, I don't know much about this. So, so people that suddenly had healthcare, you know, free at the, universal healthcare, free at the point of delivery as an upshot of the hardship of World War II. They oh, all wow. came together with this big, big vision. And then the government also built like a million homes and all this kind of thing. Wow. And you just think, you know, a, a government that can uh, have a comparable vision where they go, these are the big problems. These are our big ideas to fix them. I think people want that. I think a lot of the time people are too scared of if they say one thing too strongly, they'll offend another group of people. Of course. But what they forget is there's a bunch of people who don't vote, who if you came up with this amazing idea that terrified 30% of people for their own self-interest, but 70% of people agreed because they go, yeah, we need this. You know, those people who are terrified of it would be very vocal about it and would garner, like it would gain opposition. But which then might vote. hear about what you have to talk about, otherwise they yeah, yeah, not. Right? So it's like the people who the thirty percent who hate your idea would actually be working in benefit for you because they would be advertising. So, <laughs> say for instance, I said, if you vote for me, not I can't I can't even vote because I'm a permanent resident. If you said to me, mm. if you said to me, right, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a whole network of electric bullet trains. To cover the whole of Canada, That'd be so fucking cool. So you can jump in a train in Halifax. You can be in Vancouver within eight hours. That'd be amazing. Um, oh my god! There'll be no need for you to do long road trips. There'll be no need for you have so much opposition from the uh, the airline industry. Exactly, be, but, yeah. but you go. But this will be very environmentally friendly. We can move people fast, efficiently, safely. Um, and oh my it'll god! Be Why don't we do that? That's amazing. What a great idea. <laughs> but every a lot of people would go. That's a great idea. And then, but then you'd have how much is that going to cost? Of course. You know, what, what's this? You're going to airline will people lose jobs in the airline industry. You I love the people who, who, who like, <laughs> who are so against things because they cost, they realize, they like, they come to a realization like, oh, this is going to cost money and we don't like things that cost money yeah. because taxes. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> also, but also then as well. Because like, whatever you, you're doing is free. I'm, a, I'm for it. But people, you, <laughs> people will snipe away at it, but you realize that if you built that in yeah. 50 years time, people would go 50 years ago, some some crazy visionary decided to build this amazing network of trains and to change society yeah. because travel was affordable for all Canadians. And rather than fly into the Caribbean, they could actually visit other parts of their own country affordably. Mm. You know, you think, and, and it would mean that people could live and commute all across a huge country. Uh, that would know, be amazing. But, but now everyone gets bogged down with it. But you think if a politician said that, they would go down in history as the person who did this thing. Like the the highways, you know. True, I, I, I spoke, built, I spoke about this before. You'd have to have these uh, politicians that are sacrificial. Like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do a great job. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably going to mean I'm not going to be reelected. Yeah, but I'm going to go down this, in history as I've doing this. I've got this vision. Yeah. We're going to do it. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I might not get reelected because of it, but I'm going to go down in history as, have, as having helped the country in doing this amazing thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm willing to That's sac- never going to happen. I'm willing because to sacrifice. It's never going to uh, happen because power and corruption and money. No, 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 exactly. But there are, you do have people who do those things in countries. There are pe- there are places where they do achieve those things. Yeah, but for and they don't power have to, and corruption. And not, and not just dictatorships <laughs> that go, you're going to do this and you might all die while we build it, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. But actual democracies do those things. Like, like I said, the NHS. I feel, I feel like we could rant forever and we should end this episode at some point. I know, but this is my counter rant to your rant. So, if, and if you want to vote for me and I'm going to build bullet trains that go across Canada, 
Halifax to Vancouver in eight hours, and it'll cost you fifty dollars return. That's my promise. Incredible. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Would you do that? Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I should. And those run. trains do exist. I think. Not in Canada. <laughs> no, everywhere else. So I think is it China? Oh, Japan. You, China. Japan like pioneered it, but in, I think in mm-hmm. China they've been building a high speed rail network. You can get from um, the equivalent of LA to Chicago in two hours on one of their trains. Wow. Um, and that's a that's a national network they're building. If you want to get if you want to win, then just be bold. Be bold or go home. Ugh, I don't like the idea of voting because someday it might change. I just like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway, so this has been a long. But anyway, I feel I feel terrifyingly like I've, long I've got out my system. Very now. little comedy. I've got out my system now. Okay. Right, Call to action. Eat a cookie. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Let's put a let's let's think of some jokes to put in at the end. Um, we need a disclaimer. We should put a disclaimer. Warning. Um Warning, we- dear listener. Thank you for l- hoping to listen to this incredibly long episode. Warning, there is very few humor, very few, very few humorous choking things during the course of this particular episode, and more Jesse and Reese ranting incessantly about Canadian politics for a very, very long time. You have been warned. Thanks. And on with the show. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm tired now. Yeah, Reese is tired, and I can see him. him he's getting tired. I can see it in his eyes. Got sleepy so, eyes. Sleepy. Yeah. Thanks so much for if you've made it to the end of this insane <laughs> episode. We really appreciate it. You're I a, hope you're going to vote now. If you weren't going to vote, oh my god, I still kind of. I'm on we the need fence. swing voters I'm, to reach out to us. As I'm well. a swing voter because Reese made a really good point that I can't really fight logically, but emotionally, I'm like I'm still like Ugh, I don't know. Jesse I guess I'm will. a swing voter now. It yeah. makes me sound so dirty. In in Spain, they have a thing called the the um, blanc vote blank vote which okay. is like uh, essentially you can choose to vote for no one you can say i don't want to vote for a b or c i want to vote for d which is just an expression of displeasure mm. and often the non-vote will win over the not that any the the other person still wins oh, wow. but often it'll say hey everyone's shit and that that number of votes will often beat other yeah, candidates and how much do the politicians give a shit about that they they don't. I, I, I love it though i think it's great that is funny yeah, yeah. anyway bye <laughs> bye <laughs> the election has been called the election has been called things are about to kick off eric, eric o'toole to the journalists in the room just justin trudeau this pandemic after months of speculation the federal election now is not the time for an election buckle up and get ready to ride the pandemic election roller coaster 
and 365 day returns. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we bar from the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 